0: Be Monday morning. This is a Friday detox episode forty-nine. We've got your Monday morning message this morning. Today we're going to talk about forgiveness and um, really more of, a, um, I guess, a self-incriminating message. <laughs> I won't get into the specifics for myself, but it's a message I needed to hear—a um, message of forgiving others and moving past things. Um, before that tell you a little bit about my holidays. Uh Christmas was pretty quiet. We went and saw my brother. I think I told you about that. And um yeah, sat around, watched movies, ate, drank. and It was just a good time hanging out with some family. And uh, of course my wife Catherine was there. And uh we were I got at my brother's. We were planning on being there for several hours, which we were. And the number one difficulty, and I know it's just going to get harder once we have kids, but the the difficulty with doing things when you've got a dog is at some point that dog's going to poop and it's going to happen. Like if there, There's a few things that you can count on in this life. One of those things is if you leave my dog alone for more than eight hours, he will crap on the floor. Uh, that that's, that's a certainty. <laughs> and so, um, so anyways, my, my brother was really cool. He's got a nice clean new apartment and, uh, but he was cool and said, Hey, yeah, bring, bring Rocco over. So, uh, I had the dog there, which it, maybe it's dumb, but that meant a lot to me, <laughs> having my dog with me. Uh, so that was nice. Um had a lot of food. I'm still eating leftovers. Um, not much. I'm almost through it all. But uh, I don't like throwing away good food. And then New Year's, uh, really, we did nothing. My wife and I, Catherine and I, we just sat at home. We watched some more movies. Um, I think she did a little bit of work. She's a teacher, so she had some lesson planning to do. And other than that, and we just we sat back and we just kind of we played the the resolutions game. You know what are we going to do differently this year? And I've been so overwhelmed with uh, with life <laughs> and with decision making and things that I, I took a couple of days leading into the new year, and and then of course the weekend, uh well Saturday, the first and Sunday. Um, to just, I, I honestly didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want to strategize. I'm always strategizing and what am I going to do here and, and, and planning and note taking and all that. I didn't want to do any of it. And that, that was kind of the story for me in 2021 was just this strong urge to disconnect. And I, I sensed it in myself. I sensed it in a lot of people. There's just, we were overwhelmed with so much stuff in the news and, and, with lockdowns and COVID what's the correct decision should I wear a mask am I a douche if I don't um do I get the vaccine is it is it uh succumbing to pressure to peer pressure by getting the vaccine what's the correct decision there's all this stuff and so by the 31st um I I'd worked straight up into the new year um just trying to pull in as much money as we could uh leading into the break and um When I finally reached the point where it's like, all right, it's getting ridiculous now. I'm just creating work for myself because I don't want to sit down. Um, And so when I recognize that in myself, when I'm just trying to find something, anything to do, uh, yeah, it's time to chill out for a second. And so that's what I did. And it was nice. It was very nice. um, Just relaxing with my wife again. And 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 this has nothing to do with today's episode, but I'm just gonna word vomit for a little bit. Um, something my wife and I have always had is this friendship. This not just ability, or um, yeah, it's not just an ability to tell each other everything. Is we we just have historically always loved talking to each other, and we have so much fun. And in the hustle and bustle, she's got her career now. I'm doing my thing, and. We're both just almost trying to distract ourselves enough to not think about the fact that we want a kid so bad and all the the stress and anxiety that comes along with wanting something like that, but not having it yet and at times we lose sight of that that desire to just sit down and talk and we got that back New Year's Eve. It was nice um watching movies, we played some card games we played Monopoly. And it was cool just to turn everything off again for a little bit because, you know, anybody who I would have texted or wanted to talk to, we have, we have group chats and stuff. Um, for whatever reason, we weren't talking to anybody that night. <laughs> and it wasn't on purpose. It was just, uh, that's just how things happen. Um, and so, yeah, so we just had that time to just chill and, and talk and reconnect. And it was great. Great leading into the new year with that. And, um, yeah, so here we are. We are on day three of twenty twenty two. Um there's a lot of directions my brain wants to go already. But I decided it's, I, I've said this before on the podcast, and it's something I hope I'll I'll keep with me through throughout my life, and it's lead with your failures. Where where do you feel that you're you're lacking somewhere you feel guilty or um judged in an area I, I don't know how to how to phrase this i'm i'm looking for a word like i always do um but when you f- you feel this um void somewhere and it's it's like okay where what's this coming from you know you can you can either sense it realize it's there and then like oh god okay um there's a void or whatever um but i i like to overthink and um obsess over things sometimes admittedly but I realized in the th- the fourth quarter of 2021, I realized, um, I'm not going to get into specifics, but a sense of betrayal and a sense of just kind of deep hurt from, from friends and family that I'd been, I guess just shoving to the back of my brain and distracting myself with other stuff. And it all came to, to, to the forefront at the end of the year New Year's Eve um had a great time of course with my wife but at the same time there were other things that normally I would have done that I wasn't able to do this year for different reasons and I realized I've got a well of um I don't want to say resentment even though I think there is some there um and we'll, and we'll get into this um uh, I guess the correct way to handle this (laughs) later in the episode, but I'll tell you where I was mentally before I, uh, before I really decided, okay, this needs to be handled correctly or it's going to spiral out of control. Um, I had some resentment. I had some grudges. I had some, I, I needed to forgive and that need, that desire to forgive, um, but not doing it was weighing me down, uh, mentally, spiritually, physically, um, and it's amazing how something that's just like a little thorn in the back of your brain can physically manifest into depression, into, I just don't want to do anything. Uh, I don't want to talk to anybody because, you know, I'm just emotionally, I'm not there. I, I don't have the stamina to, to uh, carry on a conversation. I run into that a lot. And so I thought, you know, what let's, let's nip this in the bud. Let's get this out of the way. The first episode of 2022, let's get it done and over with and move on from there. And so as we go through this episode, kind of think to yourself, is there somebody you need to forgive or is there somebody you need to uh, pursue forgiveness from and and really realize the weight of forgiveness and the weight of reconciling with people? And And we're going to talk about some of that this episode. First, some Black Rifle Coffee. Still not a sponsor, by the way. Oh, but that would be fantastic. Oh, that's good. And so, like many of my podcast episodes, I start political with my notes. This episode started as a Friday detox and talking about the... um, the lack of forgiveness coming from the left and all this stuff, and then I realized this isn't the left. This isn't Democrats or Republicans. This isn't politics. This is life. Forgiveness and the need to forgive and to receive forgiveness is ingrained in all of us, um, whether we like to or not. You know, we we know those people. I don't. I don't care what anybody thinks about me. Yeah, it shows because you are so obsessed with every single detail of your, your outfit and your makeup and your hair. And, and, oh, you totally look like somebody who doesn't care what you look like. Yeah. Wink, wink. We all care. I, I, I believe, I think to, to whatever extent, um, we do care what other people think about us. It's not a question of, do we care? It's, do we allow that to control our decision-making? Now that's a completely different story. Many people will, will allow that compulsive need to, for approval, you know, external approval and they'll allow that to drive their decision-making. Others won't, but the desire I believe is still there. I don't think that that's like groundbreaking or revolutionary that people want to be liked. I think it's just, it's, it's a natural evolutionary thing in us that to form a society, we want to do things that our environment, our ecosystem approves of. That's not a crazy concept. So, I'll tell you where I started, and then it'll it'll naturally morph into the actual message. I started with the left um I started with progressivism telling us that America is worthless because of its past it's worthless because of its flaws the the things that in our in our history that are ugly and disgusting and dirty um that we can't overcome those that we have to somehow in modern times pay penance uh in order to receive some sort of reconciliation or salvation from those events that happened almost 200 years ago or 200 years ago. Um, and to, and to close off the political point before we move on, no country is without shame in its past. No country should be without shame in its past. Shame is the consequence of progress. Shame and being able to look back and say, "Ooh, that was not the best version of myself." That's a privilege, because you'll always have a lesser version of yourself to look back on if you're continually improving, which is to, is supposed, supposedly the um, the goal of progressivism. Supposedly, it's the um, the mission of being progressive is is moving forward, advancing uh, socially, economically, scientifically technologically advancing and moving forward well the curse of that is you're always going to be able to look backwards and see a version of yourself or see a version of your country that is less than what it is now admittedly the now is still not perfect never will be but there is a lesser version to look back on and it's very easy to criticize that lesser version the problem being with that mentality is looking back on the lesser version and resenting it and using that lesser version as justification for present day retribution that's a completely different thing and that's where forgiveness comes in if we're moving on if we're moving forward it's like shedding skin new year new me you you move on on the december 31st you're you're one person and you recognize your flaws you recognize your shortcomings and you set goals and on the first you set out to achieve those goals in the new year you shed that old skin uh spiritually you can you can create the the metaphor there relating it to uh baptism baptism is a is a physical uh display of a of a, an internal spiritual transaction being made where you are dying to your old self and you're rising as a new being in Jesus Christ and so there's a lot of different um, manifestations or, or there's a lot of different ways that we see this in everyday life and in our spiritual lives. But the central message is the same. It's that the old is gone. It doesn't matter. It got us to where we are now and where we are now is better than we were. So let's celebrate that. And you should. You should celebrate that. But there are those, and now we're moving away from political, more individual. There are those who want to hold you back. Because your progress, your, your, your smile is a threat to people, to some people. Your happiness, your fulfillment in life is a threat to people who aren't fulfilled, who aren't happy or content with their life. And, and those types of people, be it politically or spiritually, or just people in your family or friends, whatever, um, people like that behave as an accuser, and that's a that's a scary title to ever hear in reference to yourself as as an accuser. I'm accusing you because there's a nickname for the devil, and it's the great accuser. Constantly, just. Hey! Don't forget you you did this. Yeah, you, you had a good day, but this is actually who you are. This is what you come from. This is what you will always be. A constant, unassuring reminder of what you what you've done. Instead of being a cheerleader for what for where you're headed, that voice will say, "Forget today's victory. You don't deserve it because of." Whatever you did last year, five years ago, five decades ago, 200 years ago, you should just quit now. You'll never be Christ-like. You'll never be good. So why even start down the path of trying? And I wrote that down because I'm seeing so much quitting in this world. So much just, I'm done. I I don't even want to have that argument anymore. Screw those principles. Fine, I'll do it and I'm sure if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, which by the way, thank you for all of you who've been listening. uh, Please, please go and do the feedback, leave the review on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon music, iHeart, Spotify, leave us the reviews. Let us know how we're doing at Friday underscore detox on Instagram. Send us your comments, your DMS. Let us know what you'd like to hear, what you liked, what you didn't like. And uh, we'll, we'll just go from there. But um, if you've been listening to the podcast, you, you know, I, I've brought up the vaccine a lot. I've brought up political issues a lot and all these different things. And the number one thing that I see from all of that is I see people quitting. I see people who have always been people of great conviction in my life. And then just suddenly they just give up. And it's, no, 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 we're going to do this because of X, Y, and Z. And then there's no further intellectual curiosity about that decision. It's just, bam, one and done. Screw it. And not only screw it, but everybody else should do exactly what we're doing because, well, we did it, and I don't want to feel bad about what I did. So, hey, you should do what I did because, um, yeah, because. And and I'm seeing that so much, and I'm seeing so many people just, yeah, I've got this dream, but it's just a dream. You know, people dream, people daydream, and people want this beautiful thing over here, but I'm okay. I, I can settle for this. I don't think... God created his people to be settlers to be uh, you know yeah I can do this and I'll be happy but I could also do this and I'll make more money and I'll be more financially secure and I can get a 401k and and we all know that in order for God to bless us in our future and in, in our retirement there's got to be a 401k in order for God to take care of us and I'm being a little facetious facetious and I'm sorry but I I see that, and maybe it's my youth, maybe it's me being naive, but I, I see that, and I can't help but think, how is God going to bless you there? How can God bless us if we're not even giving him the opportunity? We're taking this the easy road, and we're saying yeah, God might bless me over here and take care of me, but instead, hey, God, can you bless me over here where I've got more than enough and you just find a way to make me happy doing this thing that I hate? And, and I see that and it makes me sad. Um. Part of that, I guess you, you would call it courage, that it's, it's beyond a desire to have this better life. It has to be more than just a desire. It has to be a, a need. And, and, and in my mind, with me pursuing my dreams, it has been almost a challenge. Like, God, you know, I don't like to challenge God, but I do like to give God an opportunity to show himself for who he is. And he says he will. He will show up. He will do the things that he's done. You know, we've seen Old Testament God, we've seen New Testament God in the Bible. But then how do we see that in our own lives? How do we see modern day miracles? How do we see modern day blessings from God where God is saying, I know it doesn't make sense. I'm asking you to do it anyways. And that's where a lot of people fall short, myself included. It's, that's scary, you know, because nowadays it's not just as simple as life and death. You'll go on living But you'll make bad decisions and you'll be in in monstrous debt. You'll lose a home. You'll lose a job. You'll lose a family or whatever it is. And there there is more to lose in a modern day world than just your life. And so we use all the excuses. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do this. Well, how does this relate to forgiveness? When I I said, you know, you should just quit now. Never be Christ-like. Why even try? That's the accuser. That's the accuser saying, don't focus on the achievements of prior efforts. Because really that victory you experienced however many years ago, it's just evidence of a mistake that you made or the flaw that you have. Constantly accusing. Forgiveness says the exact same thing, but also kind of as, as an opposite. Forgiveness says, "For remember... Remember what God did for you the last time you walked through a storm, you did this, you, you screwed up at work, you, you got fired or whatever you failed and you brought hardship on yourself, but God didn't leave you through that hardship. He walked with you through that storm that you created and you were better for it on the other side. That's telling the same story, but with two different perspectives. And and really, I would say two different intentions, I think intent is extremely important, especially when we're looking at um, like what we're going to talk about in a second—how other people treat us. You can accuse, or you can remember. And memory should serve to remind you. For I believe, for educational purposes, for for decision-making purposes, memory should be a good thing. It's not a tool to accuse in pursuit of some social agenda, or whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to accomplish by beating your opponent down, that's the, that's the incorrect way to use memory and to use history. So we'll throw out some terms. Condemnation. What is the opposite of condemnation? Well, first, what is condemnation? Um, well, let's ask our handy-dandy um, computer here. Condemnation, the expression of very strong disapproval, to condemn, something worthy of censorship. That's, that's interesting. So what's the opposite of that? Praise, approval, to, to give a pardon instead of condemning somebody to pardon them. Um, it's something we're missing in today's world. We're not seeing a whole lot of praise being put on people for good things. We're seeing a lot of, here's what this person said. On a hot mic. Go get him. We're not seeing a whole lot of, okay, I disagree with this guy, but he's got valid points. We should be listening to what he has to say. We're seeing a lot of cancel, censor, silence. How about judgment? We we see a lot of people talking about, especially people of faith, as being judgmental. So what's the opposite of judgment? Justification. Instead of judging somebody, you're going to justify them. You're going to have mercy on them. You're going to pardon them. And then there's words like oppression. What's the opposite of oppression? Initially, my mind went to freedom. If I'm not oppressed, I'm free. That's not really true. Because freedom is kind of the neutral ground. Freedom is the middle, the happy middle that we never stumble upon. Freedom is that neutral zone. The opposite of oppression is advantage, preferential treatment, bias, or favor. And that's really what I want to focus on leading into this next point. Just because you're free doesn't mean you're where you're supposed to be. God doesn't want us to be in some neutral land. In fact, God speaks strongly against being neutral, being lukewarm, riding the fence. So the opposite of being oppressed is having an advantage. So God doesn't oppress us. God lifts us up to to levels that we could not achieve on our own. God favors us. God sees you and and knows not just, okay, this person needs a job, this person needs health benefits. It's this person, you, you would benefit most from this type of of a, a job or this type of a business or this, this function within your home, because this is where you have strength. This, this is where your, your, your heart beats a little bit faster. This is where you've got passion. That's favor. That's not God just doing what might feel good for us. That's favor. So with this truth of forgiveness, love, mercy, With that in mind, this is where I want to get into this new year, new me, this New Year's resolution, all this stuff that we always talk about this time of year. But from a a standpoint of, I'm also not perfect. And so these goals I have have to be accomplished, can only be accomplished through favor from God. And so... With us being on some sort of a mission, you know, what is it you want to accomplish in 2022 for yourself, spiritually, physically, emotionally, whatever, financially. If you're serious about accomplishing those things, then you have to be selective about what you allow to influence your life. And I'm going to put that to not just what, but who. Be selective of who you allow into your life personally. Love everybody. But who you allow into your home, into your life, into your business, that's a huge deal. You, you've heard the phrase, I'm sure we've all heard the phrase, show me your friends and I'll show you where you're headed or, or, or who you're going to become. Because we, we, we do morph, we do evolve into something that is pleasing for what we surround ourselves with. I saw an article the other day about how COVID has increased the level of uh, people's cursing, people's using cuss words and, and foul language, whatever you want to call it. Um, That COVID increased that because we were all watching TV. We were all watching these shows on the subscription platforms that uh, don't have to be censored, don't have to be uh, bleeped out or anything like that. And so actually that there is a proven increase in the amount of, foul language that people are using throughout life and on social media. So we are influenced by our surroundings. And one of the biggest things that we surround ourselves with family, friends, significant others, um, business associates, coworkers, things like that. And, And speaking personally, I have always, and I've told you before, this podcast was almost called a little too honest but sometimes i feel like i just i just want to say these things out loud um traditionally in my life i have seen a friend i've seen somebody who i i want to be in their life and i want them to be in my life and so i evolve i change and and i i censor myself in order to be something that would be approved by that person or this group of people or that family member or that parent or that sibling um but I, 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 especially this year, but really since I've been married to Catherine, I realized that no, real Bobby, authentic Bobby can be loved unconditionally and is loved unconditionally. And, and the evidence of it is in the house with me all the time. So that gave me a big boost, but really what that does is it reminds me of the love that we should experience and we should acknowledge from our father in heaven from God, that God does love us unconditionally and has provided for us and is providing and will provide. So with that in mind, your feelings and your emotions, the things that you experience, the way you react internally, mentally from external things, bills, stress, jobs, TV, an argument you had with a friend or relative, those feelings and emotions have value. They can be dismissed by, by others, but for those who love you, your feelings and emotions should not be just dismissed by others. And in the, on the flip side, that directs how you are supposed to love other people. If you claim to love somebody, if you tell somebody I love you, if you tell somebody I'll be there for you, that comes with the responsibility of actually being there when they've got some heavy stuff going on, even if they don't necessarily bring it out, bring it up into the open. Hey, want to talk about it? But just, and I'm just, I'm going down a rabbit hole here, a rabbit hole of thought. But you know, we've got friends who who we hang out with and things, and there's times where it's like, I don't know if I really know this person because she or he has never really opened up to to anybody. And, you know, so who is this person? Why doesn't this person feel, feel safe or, um, capable or able or, or even willing? Does, is there a desire to, to open up? And cause I've, my wife and I, we definitely open up to our friends, my brother, family members. We, we just spill it all. We're both just very open with those things. Um, and so, I want to be there in that way for others as well, especially people within my own family who are going through their hardships. and I don't know what kind of a rabbit hole I'm going down, other than this desire to be heard and acknowledged has to dictate how we love other people as well and so as we as we think about forgiving or being forgiven. Part of that is having the type of relationship where you can go to somebody and say, I'm sorry, or somebody can feel safe enough to come to you and say, listen, bro, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I said something I shouldn't have said, did something I shouldn't have done. I love you though. Can we talk this out and move past it and move on? And If somebody loves you or if you love somebody else, the response is going to be, yes, thank God. Thank God. Can't we just get over this and move on because it is so much better being friends than being uh, upset with each other or whatever the deal is. You got to question somebody's um, value of a friendship when they, they don't have that fortitude, that internal emotional fortitude to come forward and say, I'm not happy with what happened. Let's discuss this. When people are lackadaisical or or indifferent about um, turbulence in a relationship, that is a direct correlation, I believe, to their value of that relationship. Look at it this way. Somebody who loves their job, loves money, not necessarily a bad thing. If somebody is is focused on money, there's people I know that if you were to do like a love language test, I I have always ranked high on the the needing to have quality time with people. I don't care what we do. I don't care if it's at a nice restaurant or it's sitting at McDonald's it's the taking the time I value the time other people value materialism material gifts shows of affection and it's kind of natural in our capitalistic world to assign a dollar value and so it's not right or wrong it's just how does this person feel loved and so if you look at somebody who does value money who who Shows their love for their family by working their ass off at work and having a good job and elevating themselves in their career. Well, that person should be the first to say that if, you know, if their boss, they have a relationship, a work relationship with their boss, and their boss is obviously not happy with them, they're going to go to their boss and be like, hey, what happened? What's wrong? Let's fix this and let's get back to work. And so that same valuing of that work relationship. If you value a work relationship that much, shouldn't you value much more a relationship at home with a sibling or with a partner, with a husband, with a wife, with a child, with a parent. And when it's so easy for us to hold grudges and become bitter about something that happened between two people, and that issue never gets brought up. You have to wonder: Is it really just not a big deal that all of a sudden there's this rift between these two, these two people in this relationship? And, and, I, and I'm going to get to um, to where that's headed in a second. But what I, the encouraging part of this message beyond just forgiveness, but the the encouragement, the the challenge that I want to push you toward is find those people who build you up and who you naturally want to build up. And I've kind of reached this point in my life, and and I don't like it necessarily, but I'm realizing the truth of it is that it's not always family. And as sad as that makes me, I think it's a truth that we all have to come to terms with that family is a privilege. I'm not going to go down that road (laughs) because. I'll say too much, but find the people, whether it's family, friends, a coworker, a business partner who bring the best out of you. And, and, and not just that they bring the best out of you, it's they expect the best out of you. And they want you to expect the best out of them in return because by expecting good from each other, you hold each other accountable and you hold yourself accountable because you value that relationship. You value the opinion of that person. I got a friend, Tyler, who we, we used to, well, neither one of us has really done a whole lot of working out recently, but him way more than I have recently. But um, we've always been kind of competitive with each other, just, you know, dudes being competitive. And when we used to work out a lot together, it really helped because I knew he was giving his all and he was expecting to see me out of the corner of his eye sweating my butt off and then vice versa. So it made us both, you know, I don't want to rest because then he'll see me rest and that's just how it went, and we built each other up that way it was good um not even competition, just holding each other to a higher standard and I've seen kids um two siblings come out of the same household, one was held to a very high standard, nearly impossible standard, doing very well in life. the other was held to a very low standard. Oh, you gotta see well, at least you didn't fail. Good job. And that that's, that that person is now a chronic C type person. You know, there's not a whole lot of effort given towards life, and so people do what is expected of them, and that's where the phrase comes from: the soft bigotry of low expectations. When you expect little, when you value a relationship very little, you're going to get very little out of it. Little in, little out. Bad in, bad out. Good in good out. You only get out of something, what you put into it and great things are never easy. So when you see those relationships, those people who you tell them good news, you text them, Hey, I just did this at work, or I just got this promotion. I just got this raise. I got a bonus or, or whatever happened. And they respond and they're overjoyed. And, you know, we've got friends who, when we say those things, the first thing out of that mouth is, Let's celebrate. Let's go out to eat. Let's do something and, and celebrate this good thing that happened. Find those people because it's so rare. Find the people who see those good things that you're doing and they're not um, intimidated. and they're not, They don't see your happiness as a threat to their own. Because like I said before, there are those people out there who see your happiness. They see your smile and they think, wow, they've got less than I do. And yet they're happy. It's a classic case of, of you know the rich kid who's got all the toys, but they see a poor kid with some crappy little old hand-me-down toy, and they're happy with it. And that and that poses a threat to everything they believe in. That's obviously a very, <laughs> very dramatic way to look at it, but ultimately when you see those people who do value You and want to celebrate good things in your life with you, it's because I believe they value encouragement. And they don't just value receiving encouragement, they understand the value of encouragement and what it's worth to other people as well. So many people love receiving encouragement, but they aren't there to encourage you. That's called being a leech. (laughs) And we've all done it but my goal for 2022 is to recognize those excuse me to recognize those who have been and who have been and are actively engaged in my in my life my wife's life our family and I want to be the same for them in 2022 I want to set aside that time because again that's how I feel and give love is quality time I want to set myself up to invest my time where I see value. That's my family. That's my wife. That's our future children. That's our apartment, our pets, our friends. I want to invest my time in those places. I don't value having some kick-ass job. Sorry, I don't. (laughs) I don't value being able to say, I work at this company and, and this role and I have this many employees beneath me or whatever. I don't give a crap. Like, that doesn't mean anything to me. So, why would I put my time to it? And that's where I'm at. But recognize those who appreciate you and want to celebrate your life with you and do it. You know, we're, we're a tribal species. And there's a book I need to read, but like, uh, I forgot tribalism or something. Something to do with tribalism, but social tribalism. And finding our tribe, finding those people who, they're not just people we're supposed to love or like because of whatever reason. It's, I want to love that person. I want to be there for that person. I want to be an encourager and not just a seeker of encouragement. And let that push you into whatever your goals are for this year. Let, let that dictate how you how you pursue life's goals. Because if it's a selfish pursuit, if it's not to benefit other people as well, ultimately it's a very sad pursuit. It's a very lonely pursuit. And you'll have very few people to celebrate those victories with. And so, to start closing out that word vomit I just laid on you, I apologize, I have so many notes to try to get through. Um... But I want, to, I want to challenge you, as I usually try to do with these Monday morning messages, not, not some New Year's resolution, lose 10 pounds or whatever, but really, what do you want out of 2022? I don't think it's going to be an easy year for anybody, mentally or spiritually or financially. There's a lot of things coming down the, the, the pipe that I don't think are necessarily good for just regular people. But in spite of that, what do you want to achieve this year? And this is purely personal. This is between you and God. In fact, phrase it this way. Not what do you want to do, but what will you be praying for and asking God to help you with, to give you the strength to accomplish, to give you the courage to pursue, to give you the wisdom to know the correct decision to make to give you the emotional fortitude that I am personally just always lacking on, but that emotional fortitude to be there for somebody who says, Hey man, I, I just need to talk for a little bit. And, and I could quickly say, I'm, I'm so busy at work. I'm so busy with X, Y, and Z. I don't have the time, but if I don't have or set aside the time to invest in a relationship where somebody feels comfortable coming to me and saying, hey, I just need to talk, well, I'm investing my time into something that is less than it would be worth had I devoted it to being there for this friend or family member who who loves me and I love them. So where will you be investing your time, your effort, your strength, your skills, your passion, your frustrations? your your sleepless nights your tears where are you going to invest that energy in 2022 quickly i'll tell you um several years ago before I, i met my wife Catherine, and i was in a weird place um coming out of a relationship i had no idea what i wanted but i knew kind of what i wanted to become and so i made this list of goals i wanted to accomplish that year and i handwrote it and i taped it to my front door and so every day when i left i'd see that and it would kind of help align my my focus heading into work you know i want to accomplish this so what am i doing to actually get there but after a while i forgot that it was there i would just rush out the door and go on about my day and so one day i saw it again and i decided to stop and look and i realized that i had done all the things on my list. And, and I hadn't even taken the time to to celebrate it and not only celebrate, but give thanks to God for for helping me to accomplish those things that I prayed for so many years to accomplish. Some of them very big, some of them very trivial, but f- for whatever reason, they held value in, in my heart and, and what I wanted out of life. And so I look back on those times and I think, you know, God really can, if you Ask him to. He doesn't just give us the desires of our hearts. At times he does, but it seems more times than not, he gives us the strength and the courage. And what I've been praying for is the motivation to pursue those things that we want and to achieve those victories. And so I claim and I hope that you will claim victory heading into 2022. Claim victory over life's challenges. Claim victory over temptation, temptation to do the things you know you're not supposed to do, or the temptation to not do anything to achieve the things that you want to achieve because of whatever. Personally speaking, my temptation is to quit because what if I fail? And we've talked about that. Um, But claim victory over that. Claim victory. Even when a defeat is had, when you pursued something and you thought, man, this is the right decision, I'm going to go this direction, and it doesn't turn out the way you wanted it to, and it turns out actually badly, bad things happen, or instead of a, a bonus, you you lost a little bit, or whatever, um, you had a defeat. Even in those moments, recognize the defeat, but count the blessing. Because how many times, and ma- I don't believe I'm just speaking personally, but personally speaking, the amount of times I have mourned a door closing, an opportunity leaving me, only to find out that that door had to close for a better one to open up immediately or even down the road. And so claiming victory isn't just claiming victory to achieve what it is you think you're supposed to achieve. It's it, it's really claiming victory and kind of washing your hands of the situation a little bit because as good as you could dream your life being God's got something so much better planned and he, and he wants to lead you to just greener pastures, better times. And ultimately I think towards peace and joy times won't necessarily be easy, but you'll have that internal, call it Zen, call it inner peace or whatever, but you'll have that to fall back on. And, and, and beyond that, more than anything else, with forgiveness in mind, uh, which was the real theme of this this episode, find those people that you've wronged or hurt or who you feel wronged you, or you've been holding a grudge against them and make those things right. Make that relationship right. At least your side of it, the, the part that you can affect fix it i know i need to cuz the the bible says that when we hold a grudge against someone we're actually judging them and condemning them in our minds judge jury executioner in our own minds we are con- convinced that they are wrong a grudge is nothing more than a refusal to forgive and i can't think of anything more offensive to god who sent his son to die so that we could be forgiven with zero deserving you know we we don't deserve that forgiveness in any way shape or form so to refuse to forgive i i imagine it's it's very offensive to god but more than that more than just doing the right thing don't carry that baggage with you don't carry that load of bitterness and that comes with a grudge don't carry that into 2022 get rid of it forgive as you would want to be forgiven we have to forgive as we would want to be forgiven because of how we have already been forgiven the chains were dropped from our wrists so so stop shackling the back on by withholding your forgiveness from other people drop those chains chains and watch what happens in your life once you have found the peace that comes with forgiving others and at least doing your part to receive forgiveness from other people. So something I I have never done with the Monday morning message, and I don't know why other than I just never thought about doing it and that's embarrassing and I'm sorry, but I want to pray. I want to pray with y'all before we close out and then I, um, a little nugget at the end of this episode as well. Um, but real quick, let's let's pray before we head into this week. I know your day is probably already about halfway done, your Monday, but um, I'll at least have this for you, for your drive home. And uh, yeah, so let's pray. Um, Jesus, we acknowledge that we are not deserving of the things that we pray to you for. We acknowledge that there are things that we want that only you can accomplish. And we, and we praise you for that. We praise you for the fact that you've got this ability and you extend that ability to us and to our desires and to what's best for us and how that, how we can live a fulfilling life. We pray for nothing more than enough enough to get through today, enough to be happy and content and fed today. We pray for for nothing in the future. We don't pray for some some bounty this year that's going to set us up for retirement, something to make the rest of that, where we get to just know that the rest of our lives is going to be easy. We, we're not praying for that. We're praying for enough for today to continue us to allow us to continue down the road, the path that you have us on to fulfill the mission that you've given us. In Jesus' name, we pray that you would give us the strength and the courage and the wisdom to pursue those things that you have destined for us. And we pray more than anything else to see the value in the relationships that you place in our lives, the friends that we have, the family that we have, and we thank you for that, and we pray for the insight and for the empathy and the compassion to see those relationships and to value them beyond just what they what they can provide for us, but to value them for what we can provide those people and how we can be there for those people. Help us to be not just good people, but good friends, good siblings, good sons and daughters, good Husbands and wives, good fathers and mothers, help us to be the best that we can for those that we come across. And in so doing, our love for people will be so radical and so over the top that people can only be like, okay, there's got to be something extra going on. There's some performance enhancing drugs or something going on to make this person just so, so happy and content and and never for the sake of, Oh, look at me. I'm happy and content, but God, we pray that no matter what we do, people will see you in what we do and that we don't receive an ounce of glory from that, but all of it points back to you and your love. We pray for a good year. We pray that we can take the victories from 2021 and apply them to our efforts in 22 and we pray that our shortcomings our our flaws the bad things that happened in 2021 that will reconcile them we will accept them and we will if we need to get forgiveness we will pursue forgiveness if we need to forgive we will forgive but more than anything we ask you to forgive us where we failed and we pray that you teach us the lesson and help us to move on, let it go, shake it off, and head into 2022 with a conqueror's mentality. The mentality of nothing can hold me back from your, from your purpose, from God's purpose for our lives. And we just pray that you'd remind us daily when we wake up in the morning and when our head hits the pillow that you love us. And you're fighting for us. And we love you. And in Jesus' name, we claim victory over this week, over this month, over this year. In Jesus' name, amen. So now, as I told you, I got a nugget for you before we head out. Here's another song from Sean Foyt. I've been saying feut. I apologize, Sean. It is Sean Foyt from Lettuce Worship. Uh, They just had a huge worship rally on New Year's Eve in Miami, Florida. It was massive. I got to watch some of it live. And um, great things are coming to this country. It's not going to be easy, but great things are coming. And along the way, no matter how hard things get, no matter how Through the victories and through the defeats. Be kind to each other. Love each other as you are loved. Forgive each other as we have been forgiven. And seek forgiveness where you need to seek forgiveness. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave reviews. Hit us up on Instagram or Facebook. Facebook, it's the Friday Detox Podcast. Instagram, at Friday underscore Detox. This is the song, First Commandment, from Sean Foyt. God loves you believe that claim it and act on it in 2022 i'll see you on friday
1: be the constant be the voice through the chaos through the noise my shepherd be my source my delight in my reward be the center of it all when i rise and when i fall be my light and be my joy you are all i'm living for sing it with me In my questions you remain in my seeking, you are found in this life. My solid ground in the nations, you are God. You are moving near and far. We can see your glory fall. Let every heart declare this sound. Sing it out and with all my